I'd like to begin with a Roman proverb. And there's a Roman proverb which says that money is like seawater. The more you drink, the thirstier you become. A lot of wisdom in that statement. Money is like seawater. The more you drink, the thirstier you become. And sometimes with money, with greed, there's no end to it. It's, it's like there's no beginning and there's no end to it. You're never satisfied with what you have. You always want more and more. You know, gr- greed, the, the way that they describe a demon of greed is someone with like big arms, big arms and claws, and wants everything for himself. Now, behind greed, all the sin, all sins are connected. So you have to realize that. Vices are connected, as virtues are connected, also. If you practice one, if you fall into one vice, it leads to another and another. But if you practice one virtue, then it leads to another and another. That's why you don't even have to know all the virtues. If you practice one, a lot of times it will lead to another, and you're not even realizing that you're practicing virtue. On the other hand, with vice, if you fall into one, you'll fall into others, and you won't even realize that you're falling into more vices, even if you don't know what they are. What's behind this way? So first of all, Jesus and the story, there's a man who has an argument with his brother, and he wants his brother to share the inheritance. And Jesus basically says, who appointed me as your judge and arbitrator? I'm not the one to decide, you know, how your inheritance is divided up. But then he uses it as a lesson. He says, take care to guard against all greed, for though one may be rich, one's life does not consist of possessions. Great, a lot of wisdom in that statement. One's life does not consist of possessions. Yet some people's lives, you see it, we call it the rat race in English where their whole life is all about accumulating more and more and more. Their whole life is about money. And once they, they have made money, they're still not satisfied because they want more money. And they compare themselves with others. That's called envy. When you start comparing yourself with others, you start saying, well, I don't have as much money as, as this person does over here. So therefore, I want more and more and more. And when does it end? When does it end? And you accumulate more possessions, more. You accumulate more houses, more cars, more yachts, more boats, you know, more vacations, more of this, more of that. And when does it end? But you notice that that accumulation of goods, and Jesus uses this, parable about this man who had a large produce. And where did the produce come from? God. Okay, never recognizes God in this. And then listen to the eyes in here. What shall I do? For I do not have space. This is what I shall do. I shall tear down my barns. I shall store all my grain. I shall say to myself, you notice all the eyes? 
You can always tell pride when someone has a lot of eyes. I, me's, and my's. I always call it the false trinity. I, me, and my is always the false trinity. That's pride. Behind the greed in this parable and behind a lot of greed, there's pride. There's pride. There's such a focus on self, a selfishness, that I'm the only one that I focus on in this world. I'm the most important one. Psychologists call it narcissism. You ever hear of narcissism? You ever meet narcissistic people? Where it's all about themselves. Where you have to cater to their every need, their every want. And God forbid if you should go against them. God forbid if you should correct them. Because they, make, they become angry. You see, that pride leads to anger. And they want everything for themselves. They want everyone to cater to themselves. It's called narcissism. You have psychopaths that are narcissistic. It can lead to, to psychopath, you know. It can lead to, to vices of killing, of murder, that anger. Psychologists call it narcissism, and that's correct. Because there is a narcissistic mind. There's a psychological set in the mind where it's all about self. In spirituality, we call it pride. So whether you want to call it narcissism or pride, use both words. It's both narcissistic behavior and it's pride. Because it's all about the self. That that there's, there's no thinking about another person in a person's life. And there's so many people like this. There's so many people like this. That their every thought is about themselves. They never think about another person. And if they think about another person, it's to use them for their own benefit. It's to use that person for their own benefit. And so they may mask charitable behavior, but it's not really charity, it's really about themselves. It's really about what can I get out of it? Or, or how can I advance, you know, my fame, my prestige by using this person? And so you see behind this greed is pride. That's why pride is the capital of capital sins. Pride is the root of all those sins. Even behind greed and the love for money, pride is behind that. And the problem with this man it's not that, it's not so much that he had things and God had blessed him with a bountiful harvest. And it wasn't even about the possessions. It was the fact that he didn't do anything with his bountiful harvest to give to the poor and the needy. He never shared it with anyone. He, he never said, well, you know, let me you know, let me make a good meal, and I'm going to invite my friends, and I'm going to feed everyone. There was never any of that. It was let me store it up for myself. And then, he, and then he says to himself, rest, eat, drink, and be merry. That's called sloth. Sloth and gluttony. You see how it leads to other sins? So you have pride, which leads to greed, which leads to sloth, which leads to gluttony. 
And it just, and the, the degree of pride goes higher and higher in this man's life. Where he just stores up these bars and he thinks that, that I'm okay, it's called an epicureanism, which is a desire for pleasure in life. And so he, he puts himself above everything in life and puts the material above everything in life. And this is why Jesus says, take care to guard against all greed. That we need to, we need to be careful about a materialistic society because that's a society we live in. It's a materialistic society. And where we're putting the material above anything else, above other people even. And we put the material above God and then we start putting ourselves above God. Which is very dangerous. Which is very dangerous. I'd like to read to you a story from this biblical commentary here. It's a really great story. There's a story of a conversation between an ambitious youth and an older man who knew life. Said the young man, I will learn my trade. And, and then, said the older man, I will set up my business. And then, I will make my fortune. And then, I suppose that I shall grow old and retire and live on my money. And then, well, I suppose that someday I will die. And then came the last stabbing question. Those who never remember that there is another world are destined someday for the grimmest of grim shocks. See, that there's an end to this world. There's an end to these possessions. That if we don't do good with it now, we will have to account for it later. Or, ha or we have an expression in English that there's no U-Haul behind the hearst. You ever hear that? That's a great expression. You know, U-Haul is where you carry all your goods when you're about to move. You're about to move to a new place, your, your last home, which is the afterlife. Let me tell you, you're going to move. You're eventually going to move. And you're going to move out of your town, out of your state, and out of your country, and out of this world, eventually. And you cannot bring anything with you out of this world but yourself and your good deeds. And if you lack in good deeds, how empty you will be before the throne of God. I'm reminded of the story, the Christmas story. Actually, it's a Christmas story, but it's a, it's, it's a, it's a Halloween story also. It's a ghost story. A Christmas carol. Remember that? With Ebenezer Scrooge. And Ebenezer Scrooge, he accumulates all this money, all this wealth, and when it's time to celebrate Christmas, he's saying, bah humbug. You know, his famous phrase, bah humbug. He doesn't give to the poor. He doesn't go to his nephew's party. He never celebrates. He always thinking is about work. He doesn't even give Bob Cratchit, his employee, a, a day off. And he, barely, he barely caves into giving him a day off on Christmas. 
and he barely has coal enough to keep himself warm in the office and to keep Bob warm. And Ebenezer Scrooge's whole life is just, because of that greed, he's thinking all about himself. It's all about him. He has no friends. The little family that he has, he despises them. He despises the world. And it takes three ghosts to show him his actions, to show him his attitude. And it takes a lot for his conversion, for his humility to finally overcome his pride. And as you know, the first ghost is the ghost of Christmas past where he shows that Ebenezer, Ebenezer, you were not always like this. You were a good boy. That you had humility. You were poor at one time. But then he shows him as he advances in business, how that idol of money takes over, how that rat race takes over, how he works and works and works, and he loses his former employer, who he admired, and he goes with these other greedy men, and all he wants to do is make money, and he finds out how he loses the love of his life, because she says, another idol has replaced me, the idol of gold. And he needed to see that, to see what this idol did, but he still wasn't changed. And then he sees the ghost of Christmas present. And he realizes all that he has, he's never enjoyed it. He's never thrown a party. He's never gone to his nephew's party. He's never danced. He's never eaten the good things of this world. And he finds out his actions of what it's doing to his employee, Bob Cratchit, and his family, who's poor, but they're happy. They're poor, but they're happy. And he sees little tiny Tim and how his actions are leading to tiny Tim's illness, and he could do something for tiny Tim. But he doesn't. It's, it's not only his sin of action, it's his sin of inaction also. What he fails to do as we, as we pray at the beginning of Mass. It's not only what I do, it's also what I fail to do. That I have the means of doing something and I don't do it. That I have this wealth and I don't do anything with it except for myself. And there begins to be a crack in his heart. And then finally he sees you know, the, the ghost of Christmas future, the ghost, you know, of his, you know, uh, that's yet to come. And he sees his, his own actions of really his own death. And the fact that as he was greedy, so when he dies, other people are going to be greedy and take all of his possessions and wealth from him. And that there's no charity then. And then he finds out if he doesn't do anything, Tiny Tim will die. 
And it's a great story because Ebenezer Scrooge realizes that he doesn't have a long time here on earth. That death is the great leveler. And that when he dies, he will lose it all. And not only will he lose it all, but his inactions will cause the death of others. And he sees that the death of Tiny Tim and how it affects his family. And so, as you know, at the end of the story, all he wants is time. Time. Just another day, another chance. And uh, as you know, at the end of the story, it's a Christmas story, of course. And it's kind of a Halloween story, but it's a Christmas story. That he wakes up and he's alive. And, and when he's alive, he realizes, I have a day. I have a day to do good with my money. And, and I can do it, I can give. And he does that right away. Where he begins to give. And it's Christmas Day. See, we need to realize our sins, our selfishness, our pride, our greed, before we can change, have a change of heart, and be humble, and do good with the things that God has given us. This life is short. I could kick off tonight. Now we say that to people. I could kick off tonight. I don't know. I may not be here tomorrow. There's no guarantee. You could die tonight. So you ask yourself, time. What can I do with the time that God has given me? What good can I do today? Not tomorrow, today. What good can I do today with the talents, the skills, the wealth that God has given me, the money? What can I do for my fellow person that's out there, that's in need? And then that way when I die, that my hands won't be empty but my hands will be full of good deeds before the throne of God, showing that the wealth that you've given me, Lord, the money that you've given me, I've distributed to the needy and the poor, and that they have the wealth that you have shared with me, that you have taught me to share your wealth, so you've given me your wealth, Now I'm going to share that wealth with others. That's true Christianity. Let's pray for that grace of generosity, of giving what we have to the poor, the needy, those who need it, and of always giving thanksgiving for the gifts and the possessions that Almighty God has given to each and every one of us. Are you a Marian helper? 
Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.